Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today, I'm here to do my review for Spider-Man No Way Home. The day has finally happened after all the trailers and just everything surrounding this film. Uh, I've seen it, I've just got home, um, and I'm ready to talk about my mind being absolutely blown. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a challenge for me to talk about spoiler free. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best. I'll be as vague as possible. And then of course once I uh, will do some housekeeping in the middle break like we usually do. And then after I've done that, that is when I'll get into spoilers. But I'll give you a very clear spoiler warning before I start talking about spoilers. And then I can just talk about whatever I want. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's here. I uh, saw it today. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, the theatre did as well, or the, the cinema did as well. Lots of uh, there was uh, cheering and 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 noises and other other uh, things from from the uh, the crowd, I suppose you could call it. And I was there with them. Um, yeah, this this film just blew my mind. It's it's really. I don't think some of us have really considered how wild it is what the MCU's doing i mean i'm i'm just all here for for all of it i'm looking forward to watching hawkeye later i think it's episode 5 today haven't seen it yet um it it's really really wild the MCU is just the gift that keeps on giving and it's uh just wow wow that's that's my if you'd ask me my my one word, one, you know, thing kind of thought about this film is just wow, but in the best way possible. Because you can say wow if something's really bad, can't you? But, um, jeez, <laughs> um, it's funny, everyone, it's funny as well, because I was walking out the, um, cinema. By the way, of course, this is a spoiler free section. There is two post credit scenes. People are still walking out of Marvel films before the post credit scenes, by the way, even. You know, over ten years into this into this whole thing, but there is two post credit scenes. It's funny, actually, I went to buy my ticket, and you know, I'm I'm you know trained at this point. I know what to do with a Marvel film, post credit scenes and all that. But the woman who was giving me my ticket was like, "Oh, there's two post credit scenes." So I guess they're letting people know now. I I don't know if I was the only one that was told that or or what. I don't know, but that was just a bit different as well. Um, yeah, my one word and kind of thing to take away from this is just wow, but in the best way possible. This, uh, film exceeded my expectations. Um, there was a couple of things I was nervous about. And you'll have to excuse me because I can't fully talk about how I feel about everything without getting into certain spoilers. I, I, I can't do that. There's, I, I don't, I don't know how to sort of do that. So you're just going to have to take my, um words as they are at the moment but uh okay a, qu a question you might all have do i think this is the best spider-man film yes yes i do um i i mean a lot of people like the sam raimi films uh, a lot of people like spider-man into the spider-verse i don't see that many people loving spider-man homecoming to me that that film that spider-man homecoming has got a special place with me um, because it was sort of after all the Andrew Garfield films, after the Tobey Maguire films, 
Spider-Man was in like this weird place and he wasn't part of the MCU yet and Spider-Man is a character I grew up with and I love and I still love to this day and Spider-Man was in this weird part where it's like what are we going to do with this character then you just bring him into the MCU you bring him in with the Avengers you do the obviously Infinity War and game films but that Spider-Man Homecoming film holds a special place with me because as I was at that age at the time um, and I was just waiting for Spider-Man to sort of I guess get rebooted again but that was like a perfect way to introduce him back in go back to the character's roots you know with all of the uh with the high school kind of stuff and him learning about spider-man and learning to be spider-man and that sort of thing so that that's one that i would probably put in second place but i'd i'd put this at the top yeah i think this is the best spider-man film um because I like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a lot. I think it's a, a tad overrated. Just just, a, just a smidge. But I I do... I have some respect for what that film is trying to do. And of course we're getting the uh, second one soon, aren't we? Um, but uh, no, I think... Um, I can't tell you specifically why. You'll just have to kind of take my word for it with that. But um, really, really just incredible stuff. Um... Yeah, I suppose because I, I want to talk about like characters and stuff, but I obviously have to be careful. Uh, let's talk about the villains. Um, let's, let's do that for a minute. Obviously, the villains everybody knew, you know, William Defoe, uh, Alfred Molina, I think his name is. Um, you know, back as Green Goblin and Doc Ock, uh, Jamie Foxx back as Electro, Sandman's in this film, Lizard's in this film, uh, and then of course you've got your main three characters, well your other three characters, uh, Spider Man, MJ. Ned and you know a, f- a few other characters, Aunt May, those sorts of people, and um, what's his name? Uh, what's um, the other guy? I can't remember his name right now. Hope is it Hope? I think that's his name. Um, Happy, H- Happy Hogan. That's it. Um, he's obviously here as well. So one of the concerns that a lot of people had, and I kind of realised what people were talking about as we were getting to this, is okay. You do have a lot of villains in this film. Is it going to feel overcrowded like Spider-Man 3? No. I thought that was balanced very, very well. Because the film kind of... In a very smart way, and it's pretty well written in this regard. It kind of lets you know who the main villains are. But it still does a very good job of saying these other couple of villains. They still really matter. They're still here for a particular reason. Um... And they service that very, very well. And with some good, like, callbacks to the other films as well. Um, uh, you know, with with Toby and with Andrew's film. Some really good callbacks to those. Um, because as we kind of saw in the trailer. Um, these villains are wondering where their Spider-Man is. Um, because they see Peter. And obviously it's Tom Holland's one. Which we see in the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, we we they they see him and they're kind of confused as to you know why does he look different, and that that uh, that's done really really well. So yeah, you do have a lot of villains, but they play their parts really. I I really like the way their parts were sort of played, and how kind of yeah didn't didn't feel too bloated at any any particular point. I don't. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Spider Man three. You know, the the final of the uh, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire trilogy. I don't remember feeling that that film was overstuffed, but I haven't seen that since the day it came out. So it's been a long time for me because that was what two thousand and 
eight, something like that. I remember the first one was two thousand and two, so a, f- a few years after that as well. But no, that's handled very, very well, and you kind of understand. Okay, these are a the couple of the main ones. I don't really want to kind of get into that, but these are these are the main ones that you need to follow. Um, but all of the villains are in here for like you know a reason, um, which is which is good as well. So I really can't say much more. I really can't say too much more. So. Uh, yeah, but it was incredible. This is the best Spider-Man film, but I still have a lot of um, respect for Homecoming. That holds a very special place with me. Just you know, just the, the timing of how it happened and how it rebooted Spider-Man, and I care about him a lot and that kind of thing. So, yeah, incredible film. Just wow overall. Um, and, yeah, it exceeded my expectations. But uh, I can't really talk about too much else because there's a, there's, a lo- there's, a, there's a lot of... Uh, wild things happening in this film <laughs> my goodness um but i d- i just love what the mcu's do- mcu is doing right now i just really really do and uh yeah it's pretty awesome it it's it's pretty pretty awesome um so i i, I loved it um yeah and you know it comes in at two, 2 hours 28 minutes i i think uh makes pretty good use of that runtime and it does this kind of build up thing as well where first I mean you don't know how much time is passing when you're in a cinema unless you're looking at your phone but you shouldn't be looking at your phone um first like 20 to 30 minutes I was like okay I can tell this is building up to something but and it did take just slightly longer than what I wanted for it to get there but once it got there and once it kicked off with its next part it just didn't stop from there so I, I won't say it's slowly paced. It's pretty well paced in terms of, you know, getting to the story here. But it just took a little bit longer than what I wanted to. But I could you, you can kind of like feel the the build up of, of like, you know, what's coming and that. So anyway, that's all I got for spoiler free. That's all I can really talk about. Um Yeah, it was awesome. So uh, anyway, let's jump into some housekeeping. And uh, you don't need to leave yet if you haven't seen the film. You can stick around for a minute or two. Uh, And then I'll give you a very, very clear warning when I'm going to get into spoilers. So I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, as of today, as of this morning as well, uh, Classic Reviews is back for its fifth season. The episodes are going to be coming out weekly. There's going to be ten episodes, so it will obviously bleed into next year. Uh, but the first episode, season five, episode one, is for Tom and Jerry, uh, which I went and watched. I watched the, the episodes are a lot shorter than what I thought. They're about seven minutes long. But on the volume one, because they don't really have like seasons per se, uh, I watched the first four episodes so you can hear my thoughts on uh, the really, really good uh, Tom and Jerry cartoon. That's like the you know the, the classic cartoon and everything from those uh, very fun characters. So uh, that's season five of Classic Reviews is back. The episodes will be coming out every week on Wednesday. So look out for episode two next week and then the next one the week after. So... There's that. Uh, gaming talk this week. Last one for the year. We'll be back uh, next year. Uh, I think I've arranged with Robert when we're going to come back, but don't worry about that. Um, we talked about the Game Awards and lots of things that are announced. And speaking of superheroes, uh, there was a Wonder Woman game announced. Uh, there was some more footage shown off for Hellblade 2. Uh, we talked about the actual awards themselves. So what won what thing? What was the game of the year? And all those sorts of things. And talked about uh, our impressions of what we've been playing recently as well there was a bunch of announcements and things to get into so you can listen to the podcast if you want more information on that a uh, special episode this week we had uh, we had our first patreon requested review it was requested by uh, barbara who's our uh, first patron so thank you very very much to her for doing that and she requested that me and robert uh watch the first two episodes of arcane which is the league of legends netflix series has been getting a lot of buzz good thing that it has cause it's a very very good show uh so me and robert talked about that over on the United cast, uh, there wasn't a new game last night because there's some COVID issues with the team. Uh, but the previous game to that was was, was sorry the uh, 1-0 win over Norwich in the Premier League. I did a chat podcast, which is the last one for the year. I'll be talking about December once we get to January, so I can talk about a month that's actually finished. But I talked about October and November, doing a little bit of catching up with that. Talked about a trip I took to Brighton. Talked about Boris and not necessarily leaders, but people in positions of power. And talked a bit about um, the state of the world with COVID and, and that kind of thing. So you can listen to that. I uh, did a TV season review. This is the uh, must-see review for the first season of Invasion. It's on Apple TV+. And good news, it's been renewed for a second season. I think it was renewed the day before the finale came out. But I gave it a must-see rating review. And uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. That was brilliant. Uh, me and David have, at the moment, wrapped up, up our coverage for The Walking Dead World Beyond. We have Season 2, Episode 10. Uh, this weekend, I think on Sunday, we'll be doing the uh, series wrap-up for The Walking Dead World Beyond. So look out for that one. Uh, speaking of good films that I enjoyed as well, such as this Spider-Man film, I uh, did another film review. This is for uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, which is part of the podcast series that we've already got called Zoe's Podcast Playlist. So it wasn't a, sp- a film-specific review. It was an episode of Zoe's Podcast Playlist, but covering the Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas film. So uh, there's that. That's available on Roku, I think, worldwide. 
Um, but the seasons, there's there's two seasons of the TV show to watch before that, which you'd very much need to do. And some point soon, it will be available to everybody. I think on Roku, so look out for that. Uh, and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Okay, so this is my clear spoiler warning because this is this is the big film at the moment, right? Nobody wants to be spoiled on things. Uh, I'm going to go into spoilers now for Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you haven't seen it, some people don't actually care about spoilers, but I I do, and I don't want me to be the reason that I spoil you on this film. So, yeah. Uh, but if you want to be spoiled and you want to stick around, that's your choice. If you don't want to be spoiled on Spider-Man No Way Home, because there's some huge things to talk about, um, you're going to want to click off the podcast now. So if you're listening on the website, you can press back. You can close the tab if you want to. You can... Uh, pause the episode, you can press back click, click on the homepage, click on a different podcast, do whatever you need to do for that if you're listening on a podcast player you can either of course close that app pause the uh, episode itself or just do whatever you need to do to switch the episode off I just want to give a really really clear spoiler warning because I don't want to be the reason that somebody got spoiled on this film and I'm going to jump straight into something very very big so I hope you've turned the episode off um, hopefully not carrying bags of shopping and you've had to scramble to put them down or I don't know. So, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. So, last year I think it was, um, we started to get our first bits of information about this film. Now, it didn't include the situation with Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. But um, there was some news about, like, you know, Alfred coming back as Doc Ock and, you know, Jamie Foxx coming back. I don't think at the time we knew about uh, William Defoe as Green Goblin. I don't think that we knew that. I think that was revealed in the trailer, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. So, and then I did an episode after that called The Good and the Bad of Spider-Man 3. We didn't have the title of the film yet, so I just called it Spider-Man 3. The thing that I was most nervous going into this film was if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this film, then you'd have three characters that are both called, they're all called the same thing, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. They are in this film, both of them, so you have three Spider-Men in this film, three Peter Parkers, and I'd like to, now I'm allowed to change my opinion, right, everybody's allowed to change their opinion, maybe you... Watch something, you like it, and then maybe you watch something later, you don't like it, or you think something's not going to work in a film, and then you see the film and it works out better than what you thought. That's my situation with this. Worked out so much better than what I thought. And I'm going to kind of put that on me, because, <clears throat> you know, it's an MCU film that was trying something really ambitious, and... I suppose I should have just trusted that it was going to work. But just the idea to me at the time. And they kind of play it in a joking way. And it's really, really good. Um, of like, oh, three people walking around called Peter Parker. And or called Spider-Man. And they do, <laughs> do a thing in this film. Where it's like, um, you're Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Or, or whatever. Um, I will say, in the in the final fight sequence, there were a few moments where I couldn't quite tell which Spider-Man was which. But then when the film slowed down a little bit, I was like, okay, that's that one, that's that one, that's that one. I could kind of distinguish them a bit. But it is a bit difficult. It was a little bit difficult in general when they're swinging around, they're you know shooting all webs and all this kind of stuff, and it just looks like a bit of a red blur on a screen because they're moving so fast. Which obviously, you know, Spider-Man swings around very fast. 
So I had a, like, not even an issue. That was just kind of a note to take that at certain points, I was like, okay, which one is that? Oh, yeah, that's that one. But, um, no, it, it worked out far, far better than what I thought it was going to. Um, and credit to well, everyone involved in the film, really. I, I could say Kevin Feige, but it's more than just Kevin Feige at work here. This is a successful situation. Now, I don't know what this is going to look like in a few films' time. And we do have a Venom thing to talk about as well. Um, now, we don't know how this is going to work in the future. But we now have a situation where Sony and Marvel are combined to bring back two other actors that played Spider-Man in in films that people still remembered, people still watched, and those sorts of things. I mean, I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. I think those are both bad films. But I don't remember specifically having a problem with Andrew's Spider-Man. Because you've got to separate those two things, right? Um, Toby's films, obviously, you know, the first ones, the ones that I grew up with when I was, you know, when I was a kid and whatever. So they, they do hold a bit of a special place there as well. But the fact that they got these two to come back and, like, the way they were revealed with the Ned Doctor Strange portal was, was awesome. Um, and there was a cheer from the crowd as well when he came through I just kind of I don't I'm not really somebody that's going to get up out their seat and be like woo you know start cheering I'm not I don't really do that I sat there and I was just like whoa he's Andrew just walked through a portal that's that's crazy um but I'll tell you something as well in terms of how I settled on the idea that that was going to work there's a certain point in this film it's after so Spider-Man is trying to fix everybody, right? All these villains—they've all come from different multiverses and stuff—and it's a complicated, weird situation. He starts trying to fix them, right, with these different cures and science things or whatever it was that he was doing. And uh, it's Norman, you know, Green Goblin, uh, William Dafoe. He sort of like has a change of, you know, he changes his mind. That the the evil voice kind of comes through. And so Spider-Man starts fighting them and fails to fight them in that scene. And it's not that I don't believe in Spider-Man as a character. But I kind of started thinking Spider-Man is a bit like Batman in a certain way. He's a very grounded villain. He doesn't really have like Doctor Strange level powers. Now Spider-Man on his own, he does have you know, got the, the, the spider sense or the tingle as they call it. Uh, so he is capable of a lot of things, but I was kind of sitting there looking at like, okay, you got Electro, you got Spider Man, you got Lizard, you got Doc Ock, you've got uh, Green Goblin, and it's like, how is he supposed to take on all these people? And my mind changed at that point because I sort of looked, and it's like I was like, okay, this is a little bit, it like if Toby and Andrew aren't in this film, which obviously they are. It's going to feel a bit weird if the MCU Spider-Man takes on these old villains and the old original heroes, so Andrew and Toby's Spider-Man, aren't there to help him. That It started to feel like, okay, this is going to be almost strange if they're not included here, because how is this actually going to work? So that's where my mind started to change. And then they came in to the picture, and, you know, they start talking to MJ and to Ned. Um... And I was like, okay, this is being done really well. Like, this is being revealed in a very uh, smart kind of way and everything. Um, and it was like, 
yeah, that, that's when my mind changed again because it was sort of okay. Yeah, I should have just trusted that the MCU would get this right, and it did. And I'm so I'm just so glad that it worked out because I was one of the admittedly one of the few that I was like, I don't really want Toby and Andrew in this film because it's gonna be just like okay, three Peter Parkers running around. That's gonna be strange. But they played it in the they played it in the really great you know Marvel comedic way or the MCU comedic way that they do, and it was. It was great, and I'm not really sort of nostalgic per se for those Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi films, and I don't really care for the uh, Andrew Garfield ones, although him coming back as a Spider-Man was great. I do think he's a good Spider-Man. He was just a good Spider-Man in some bad films, two bad films. So, um, yeah, and then they start actually chatting and having conversations, and they've all had kind of like a, a bit of something different that's happened to them. Because the one that they all lose each, right? Andrew with, it was uh, Gwen, Stacy, uh, Toby with like Uncle Ben. And of course we do get, unfortunately, the death of uh, Aunt May in this film. Which, just to be transparent and clear, I was spoiled on that this morning. Um, I I posted a bunch of things in different Facebook groups for totally unrelated things. It was like for pr- promoting other podcasts. And someone decided, I'm glad I didn't read the whole comment because it basically broke down the whole film. Uh, but the the top of their comment was like Aunt May dies. I was like, oh, great. Um, but that's you know I'm glad I didn't find out that Toby and um, Andrew were in this film before it happened. So yeah, I was spoiled on the the Aunt May death, unfortunately. But it's not the biggest spoiler from this film. Um, it's a sad thing that happened, and it was you know part of the the hero's journey and everything. But I get why they did it as well because then they each had like somebody that they'd lost like Tom's Spider-Man has got Aunt May that he's just lost Toby has got Uncle Ben which he loses in the first of those films I think it's in the first one yeah and then in the second Amazing Spider-Man film uh you've got Andrew that loses um Gwen uh the the the, the girlfriend and that so that made sense as well and I I thought they played it really well with um when they're in the lab and they're all chatting to each other and Ned and MJ are all there. And I really like the way actually that specifically with they tried to do it with a little bit of Andrew and it did kind of work, but it was more successful with Toby. This kind of um how do I want to put this? This sort of like older matured Spider Man like Toby, he's been he's been around for ages, you know. Uh, almost been almost twenty years since those films. Um him trying to sort of be the older, like, wiser Spider-Man talking to Tom. I thought that really worked quite well. And then Andrew did well with giving, like, being a part of that, I suppose. And Andrew's Spider-Man didn't really feel out of place with that. So I'm I'm so glad that worked out so much better than what I thought. But then I should have just had more trust because why shouldn't have, have I? So, yeah, that stuff was great. That stuff was really great. Uh, in terms of like some of the actual story here, because obviously that was a big thing everyone was thinking about. You know, Toby and Andrew are they going to be in here? How's it going to work? What's going to happen? And you know, I I was one of the people that thought it wasn't going to work very well, but it did. It did really work well, and I'm I'm so glad that they did it. Um, yeah. So the Doctor Strange story here, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, with the whole um the multiverse thing and him going back and forth with Peter about. You should do it or you shouldn't do it. And then it will kill these people. And that's not what Spider-Man's about. So he fights against that. And then actually fights Doctor Strange in this like 
what did he call it? A, a mirror world, a mirror sort of verse. That was that was really cool. And then he traps him there for a certain amount of time. Um, so that was really good. But yeah, it's all about the box, isn't it? And sort of pressing the button and and all that kind of stuff as well. So that was really cool. Um, with where that leads to. So I felt like we got teased a little bit, and I I liked the way it was it was done. So you've got so you had the, the I think it's, yeah the Statue of Liberty with the Captain America shield on it, which gets destroyed. Um, so there's all this like pink these pink lines in the sky, like this multiverse is breaking open, and the camera zooms in on the on the cracks, and you can see like you know particles of whatever of of the multiverse, whatever those things are, and you can see like little white. It got to a certain point where you could see little white sort of like outlines of people. It looked like somebody was literally about to walk through the line. Which, by what Doctor Strange was saying, sounded like that was what was going to happen. And I was like, okay. You've already had in this film, Alfred back as good. You know, all, all these people have come back. I'm not going to list everybody. And obviously Toby and Andrew coming back as well. Who could possibly walk through that portal now? Um... And I felt like I felt like there was a bit of a tease of either X Men or Fantastic Four, possibly because we know that they're going to be in the MCU at some point, maybe in the next like probably after all the current films have come out. I mean, we know about Fantastic Four is directed by I think it's John Watts who did one of the Spider Man films. Um, yeah, so I wonder who was supposed to walk through that because it looked like somebody was literally about to walk through because there's this like white outline of somebody walking don't know who that was supposed to be and I, I my mind just started like racing with okay is it gonna be like Deadpool because he's from like the Fox thing is it gonna be like Wolverine or something because he's also from the because that's one of the other universes they could pull in right um and you've also got like it, could you've had like the Fantastic Four walk through and I felt like that was a tease for uh, Multiverse Into the Madness I feel like you're going to see more of that happen uh, so that was really really cool as well um, it's just that kind of thing the MCU setting up with this, this Multiverse thing it's like we're getting gradually teased with it more and more and more as we go through the films and we got the for those of you who might not quite be aware we've got like a trilogy set up at the moment so you've got one division which is the tv show that was kind of supposed to be the start actually it's four things that were involved i think um but it's supposed to be like a little trilogy that's involved so you've got one division that's supposed to start off the multiverse thing you see her kind of searching kind of the multiverse at the end of that series then you've got this film spider-man no way home so obviously got all the doctor strange stuff and you know toby Maguire and uh, <laughs> andrew garfield coming in uh, obviously that's so that's multiverse like spider-man from a different world um then you've got a uh, multiverse of madness which there was a tri- the second post-credit scene is basically a trailer for that film and it's got one division or wonder sorry in there uh elizabeth olsen coming back which makes sense you know following on <clears throat> from the end of one division that's going to be involved with that so i feel like i feel like that's where this little tease is going to be explored and the mcu is so accustomed to and it's so trained and it's so good at just doing that of because each mcu films kind of got two things it needs to do right tell an actual story for that film so the film the story here is the spider-verse the multiverse thing and the spider-man story of you know his identity crisis and you know opening up the multiverse that's the story here right it's also got another job of, okay, how are we going to use what's in this film to connect to the bigger MCU timeline picture? 
those sorts of things that's where the post credit scenes come in that's where the setup comes in and that's where you know some of these other things come in so they've got uh, these MCU films have got a lot riding on them haven't they really and obviously this one had had a lot riding on it as well uh, but uh, nope every I don't really I mean did I dislike anything about this film um not really not 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 really the all right so my this isn't really to do with the the story or the film or issues with like the plot or whatever because my biggest concern like i said was the toby and andrew stuff was that going to work with the peters and spider-man and yeah it worked out much better so that was my actual concern coming into this film and i'm not worrying about that anymore because it worked out really well this because I, I talked about this in uh venom that would be carnage i am concerned about this venom thing and it's uh so I might as well talk about the the first post credit scene so it's um tom party at a bar with um danny rojas from ted lasso great actor great character great show you should watch Ted Lasso. It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. And once you catch up to season three, you can listen to our podcasts if you want to. <laughs> um, that, it was cool to see him. He, he fit that scene pretty well. So it's him talking to the bartender. And uh, I tell you what, the amount of. Like, oh, purple guy and all this, you know, referencing Thanos and, oh, he had these, oh, this guy had these stones and he, like, made them all disappear. It's, this is, this is wild. This, like, we, we, we now have a, we now have a, a scene, or multiple scenes, where we are connecting the MCU, Tom Holland Spider-Man, Venom and the Venomverse, or whatever we're going to call it. I know there's a longer name for that, but I don't care for that. It's too long and too stupid. It's like the Sony something of Marvel characters, or whatever that name is. Um, And then we have that. And then we have these films from like 20 years ago that all connected together. This is like, this is really wild. And this isn't, to, to me, this wasn't just a case of like, okay, let's just stick all these things together and hope for the best. You've got to plan this stuff. You've got to write it well. You've got to plan it well. And apart from my concerns about it. It's more of a concern about how the character of Venom has ended up. And the comedy that's tried to put into the Venom voice. And the back and forth with uh, Eddie Brock. Which I don't really like. And I tried to look past that in the scene where he's talking to him. Because I don't really like that at all. Uh... But then interestingly enough, so Doctor Strange closes the multiverse, everyone's going to forget his identity, uh, Spider-Man's identity, Tom's Spider-Man. And then, so, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock disappears with, like, the same way that the other characters did. They were, like, sent home, whatever that kind of means. And then he leaves this little piece of the symbiote behind so that's going to get attached to somebody else. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how all this like Venom, Spider-Man, MCU, both Toms, you know, Tom Hardy, Tom Holland, 
how this all connects together. Because I... Once that scene happened, and it's like, okay, we're going to send Tom's Eddie home. So he's sort of not in the MCU right now. I mean, he's in the MCU, but he's in whatever. I've said the multiverse is open. The possibilities are all open. I feel like what they're trying to do... And I could be I could be wrong, I'm just trying to speculate, like Are they gonna have it so that okay, we send Tom Hardy's Venom back to the Venomverse to do Morbius or Venom 3 or whatever it is doing next. And then the symbiote that's left behind is gonna connect to our Eddie Brock, like there's maybe a different one. I mean if we're gonna have three Peter Parkers there's no reason we can't have two Eddie Brocks. Eddie Brocks. And given that the MCU already made this multi-character thing work. I'm just going to trust that it will just work now anyway. Because they tried the experiment and it worked. But I just want, what I'm trying to explain is. I wonder if this is the case where. Okay part of the symbiote breaks off from Eddie. So leaving that in the MCU. In our world right. In Tom's Spider-Man world. And then the Eddie, Sony Eddie Brock, so the Tom Hardy, he's going to get sent back home, in quotes, back to the Venomverse, so he can continue being Venom there. And then the part of the symbiote that's left behind could attach itself to somebody new, and then whoever that per- you know, a, a new Eddie Brock, and whoever that person is, is going to fight Tom's Spider-Man? Maybe? Um, Like, in the next... Because they have announced that there's going to be a new trilogy... Of Spider-Man films. Because there's still definitely story left to tell. And although we can put a pause on the Spider-Man specific part for now. And we're going to focus more on the multiverse Doctor Strange thing. That's happening. And obviously all the TV shows and everything in between. That's an interesting way to, to do that I think. Um, I mean who knows. You might be able to do a Spider-Man film in the future. Where... Because they didn't have Spider-Man 3's Venom. I can't remember that actor's name. It's been too long since I've seen that film. They didn't have him in here. But it's interesting that they had... So they had the Spider-Man 1 villain, which was Green Goblin. They had the Spider-Man 2 villain, which was um, uh, Green Goblin. So Doc Ock and Green Goblin from Spider-Man 1 and 2. Spider-Man 3, the one that they managed to get in, was Sandman returning. Obviously, as Toby's... Spider-Man, Peter Parker mentions Harry died, which is, you know, you don't really want to bring back James Franco right now anyway, so uh, let's let's not go there with that. Um, These characters dead anyway. So, or, you know, you don't really stay dead in these kind of worlds, but he's, you can put him to the side well enough because he's he's dead. Uh, You also didn't have whoever played Venom in that film, you also didn't have like this uh, who's the other villain? Sp- it was Sandman, obviously, yeah. So we didn't bring him in in this film. And then you have the two from Amazing Spider-Man, which is Lizard and Electro. So, because to me, the big three Spider-Man villains have always been Venom, Doc Ock, Green Goblin. Those have been the big three. Everyone else, like, if you want to do Shocker, Vulture, whoever you're going to do, um, those are, like, a bit more side villains to me. But the one that you didn't have in this film was Venom. And I just think it's interesting. They set up this post credit scene with the Venom that we currently have. Who isn't fully MCU. But he has seen Tom's Spider-Man. 
So what does that mean? But then he gets sent home in quotes, but then he leaves the part of the symbiote behind. So what does that mean? But the, I, I like the way that the options are open, because you could either get him to come back and fight Tom's Spider-Man. Um, so, yeah. Wonder wonder how that's going to work. I, I'm, I'm very curious. But you can put a pause in this now. We just had, like, you know, the Venom film and this this big 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 spider-man film so you can put a pause in that work on this multiverse thing and do that with uh, doctor strange which is going to be cool and plus you know we've got two more episodes of hawkeye to go so yeah this is this is, this is wild this is wild it's, it's been fun to kind of try to break this down and work all this out um but just yeah yeah the the multiverse is cool the mcu is really cool this film's amazing and i'm just so happy that it worked out and i shouldn't I just shouldn't doubt the MCU anymore. I mean, I didn't doubt the MCU. I just, I was just a bit sort of, eh, with the whole Tom, uh, uh, Toby and, and Andrew thing. But it worked out really great. So, yeah, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, we set up with Tom, Spider-Man. Everyone's forgotten him. But he knows what's going on. So maybe he can fix that. Maybe the multiverse will do something else with that. So we have that going on. Uh, anything else that happened? I mentioned Aunt May's death, and what happens with Ho- uh, Happy Pogan. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. I I loved all I loved all the just all the little. I'm not going to mention all of them, but all the little sort of like oh yeah. I also thought this other villain he was like this black blob thing, and obviously that's Toby referencing uh Venom from Venom Three. Venom 3, Venom from Spider-Man 3 and because they're all talking about like oh who have you fought against and that was that was really cool as well interesting little uh, probably like, I make this the last thing I talk about interesting little um thing from Jamie Foxx's Electro so he's talking about like a black Spider-Man because uh, I guess he hadn't because it, it, it's when Andrew takes off his spider-man mask and he's like surprised that he's white i guess um i can't remember like word for word the conversation but jamie fox's electro is basically sort of saying i oh from like my area i wondered if there was a black spider-man that's such a wink and a nod to miles morales i swear if they <laughs> if they managed to bring in miles morales obviously we, do, we don't we don't have a live action miles morales we have the animated one and the one from the, uh, the the video games, the Insomniac games. If they manage to like cast a live action Mars Morales, that would just, that would just be more cheers and just more awesomeness, wouldn't it? On top of Tom and Toby and Andrew coming back and everything else. But I I like the way that was handled. That was such a little wink of like, oh yeah, we have these three Spider Men, but don't worry, we know that Miles is Ma- Miles is out there. We 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 acknowledge that. Well, it wasn't an acknowledgement of his existence because he that character doesn't exist yet in this world. But that's such a that was blatantly put in there to be like, yeah, we're we're aware there's that other Spider-Man, that 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 you know the the black one, Miles. We're, we're aware of that. Um, I wonder as well because I I was wondering like, is is it, is it Kristen Dunst, um, Mary Jane, and then you got uh, well, she's the, the other uh, Gwen's supposed to be dead, isn't she? Um. Which is Andrew's Gwent. Um, 
I wonder if you can do something with Spider Gwen. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. It's so cool. So, yeah, great stuff. Great, great stuff. I, I, I just, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so it's uh, whew. um, it, it's so funny as well because we were all walking out the cinema. I let a few people go in front of me, and there was like a, you know, that kind of thing. And the look on everyone's face, and probably the look on my face was like we've all just been completely mind blown. And how how cool that was, um, like some of us kind of looked at each other and was like, Phew, that was that was a ride, wasn't it?" Um, so that was that was cool to kind of have that as well. So anyway, um, I'm assuming if you've made it this far in, I've either spoiled everything in this film or you've seen Spider-Man: Far From Home, not Far From Home, No Way Home. Too many different home titles. Stop it. Just just call the next one Spider-Man Four. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, what did you think, how did you feel about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's appearances, what do you think could be the little hint with the uh, Miles Morales little discussion, little nugget of discussion there from Jamie Foxx's Electro, uh, what do you think of this whole multiverse thing, did you think that somebody was about to walk through the cracks of the multiverse just like I did, but it didn't quite happen, do you think that would be explored more in the uh, Doctor Strange film, are you looking forward to that? Uh, did you enjoy this film in of itself? Uh, let me know what you think of all this absolute madness. What do you think of the uh, Venom situation? How do you think they're going to manage that? Uh, let me know what you think. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved and let me know what you think. All right, I guess I I guess I got to sort my uh, best and worst um, twenty twenty one film list out now because I got to find somewhere to put this, and I've already got so much competition in there. So I guess that's up to me to figure out as well. So I got I got a little rough idea of where, where I might put it, but I'll I'll do a little bit more uh, brainstorming. So yeah. Or thinking, I suppose. Uh, if you want other ways to write into the show as well, apart from what I mentioned, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, contact page information in your show notes. You can also, if you're listening on the uh, website version of this podcast, you can scroll down a little bit. You'll see the big email box. You can put your email and your message in there. That'll get sent to me as well. You can also uh, click on or copy and paste the email name that's clickable in the show notes as well. You can send in your message that way as well. So let me know what you think. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. So check out all of that as well. Entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms. Have a look for that. If you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, there's a few different ways you can do so. You can simply just listen to other episodes that we've done available on the same places, the website and the podcast platforms. Uh, you can also let other people know about what we do and where they can find it, either word of mouth, social media, all that kind of stuff. Check out all that as well. Uh, to just, just tell other people that you know. Uh, if a friend or somebody mentions to you that they've seen this Spider-Man film, direct them to this review and the discussion can continue that way as well. Uh, if you want your TV and your film news, which is still going on over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, uh, check out all that. Geektown Radio episodes are on Tuesdays. Uh, not sure what David's doing for like the rest of the year, but you can still find some posts for TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and on Geektown Radio. Uh, the Geektown Awards as well. Uh, if you want to vote for your favourites, uh, TV shows, games, films in different categories, you can vote on the Geek Town Awards. That's geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. You can be entered into a prize draw as well. The voting closes on December 31st, I think, so you've still got about two weeks to do it. So go and vote on what you want to from those things. 
Uh, Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. She's got like a Christmas schedule and stuff. Go and check that out. Trista Bites, Trista B Y T E S. You can go and give her a follow over there as well. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well. Uh, final Twitch stream for the year is tonight. It's the finale episode, I guess, for season one, if we're calling it that, for the Pez. Coach mode, I've got two very big games to play. That's going to be 11.45pm GMT over on Twitch, eTalkUK for that. If you've missed the previous episodes, you can find them available on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. That's it for that. Alright, that was a journey, wasn't it? Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for sticking with me for 45 minutes or something like that. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>